0: Hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. My happiness plug for the week is Pony Up Denver. Pony Up is owned by a dear friend, Ange. Ange and her staff are selling family size meals and two go cocktails with food in Denver. Currently, they're doing a raffle on their website for either a chef's knife or a bar knife made by a local artist. Um, all this information will be located in the description. If you're in Denver, you can support local. Um, you know, every little dollar that you can put into hospitality helps. And if you're not local, but you want to donate a meal to, say, first responders or health heroes, Um, You can go ahead and go to their website and donate. And as always, stay happy, healthy, and stay the fuck home. My guest this week is Broadway-bound actress Mehri. So let's just hop on into it. Hey, how's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. It's so good
1: to hear your voice. Yes. So good to hear your voice as well. What a time to be alive.
0: I know. So for everyone listening, you are listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And today I have the lovely, lovely, talented friend of mine, Mahri Eslaminia. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I am doing well. All things considered, I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there. Okay, so let me just let you take the floor, give your elevator pitch.
0: Who are you? What do you do, et cetera?
1: Yeah, great. Um, so I am uh, I'm an actress, and uh, I've been doing that professionally now for, oh gosh, um, over 10 years. Um, I just recently moved to New York a couple months ago. Um, I actually moved on here on Valentine's Day as a total. Um, helpless romantic um, gift to myself and my story. (laughs) Um, I am also a proud um, first generation American to uh, the daughter of an Iranian father and El Salvadorian mother. Um, And that really um, influences who I am and, and why I want to tell stories for a living.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so Mehri and I actually met We met through a website for our college that matches us with roommates. (laughs) I ended up having a roommate that was never in my dorm, but we ended up being in WebKing, which was more for the performing arts and theater kids, um, on the third floor, which was like the all girls women's floor, which had the best showers, let's just be honest. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Like it was like, you know, a, a polished turd, but it's either here nor there. And, um, yeah, so we've known each other since freshman year, but, um, you know, I, I would say we were just kind of acquaintances at the time because you were in a theater program, which was so much different than me being an art major, but mm. I've had this incredible opportunity through technology to watch her story, watch her grow each contract she's taken, each play she's been in, each like little mm. extra spot you've done. So i has been oh. a real joy. And when I thought of starting this podcast, I reached out to you because I thought, I wonder if people in the acting community feel this way.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you were like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I could write and a book. They, <laughs> yes, the answer <laughs> is yes. So let's just, you know, hop into it. So uh, my first question I always ask is, you know, do you feel like you have it all figured out?
1: Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. And um, I, I, I don't know, I feel like what I've learned, the more I you know, am transformed by my own timeline, um, the more I learn, the more I realize that, that this it's a constant journey, right? And I'm, I'm sure anyone else who, who experiences imposter syndrome or anyone in the arts or anyone really, I, I, I feel like I don't just speak for myself when I say that it's a constant journey, you are never fully arrived. Um, and I'm, I'm always learning and, you know, if, if I stop learning, then I'm not doing my job correctly. <laughs> if yeah. I think I have the answers, then I am not asking the right questions. I think it's a
0: great outlook for this. Uh, uh, and I, I like asking that. And so, you know, like we're, we're in our thirties. And so I think like, if had you asked 20 year old me, I probably would have been arrogant and said, yeah, I know
1: everything. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. There's like nobody that I feel like I would rather just like, like pop upside the head than like me very younger me. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in, in regards to imposter syndrome and that feeling, um, I like, mm-hmm. do you, you know, what does it mean to you? Uh, how does it affect you and you know, in what ways, and do you feel like you fit in and kind of all of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll use, uh, I guess a, a most recent example of imposter syndrome. Um, and I can, talk about it now because the, the announcement is out, but I just recently, the reason I moved to New York was because I booked my first New York show, which is the, um, Broadway bound revival of, uh, 1776. And, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've always felt pretty, pretty confident about, Oh, sorry, there's sirens going by. I hope so, you're in New York, that.
0: so I wouldn't expect anything. Less. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, something that I've experienced a lot with, with past shows and especially now, um, is looking around the room and, and seeing, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is there's always going to be somebody in the room that you go into that has done what you are doing for longer than you have been doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so for, for, you know, just for, I guess, for an example, going into this and we did um, two weeks of a Zoom workshop because everything has been postponed um, but essentially even just being in the Zoom workshop and realizing who everybody is and the, we, there's a, the cast is just filled with incredible talented human beings and you know you start doing your research and not even just with this show with other shows I've been in you know you research your cast and you're like oh wow cool they did you know they were a series regular on this show or they did this Mm -hmm. movie with this person or they did this Broadway show or they were nominated for this Tony Award and you're like oh okay cool I don't have any of that yet but what I keep coming back to that has sort of quelled any sort of feeling of imposter syndrome, any feeling of questioning my place in the room is to trust the people that brought me to the room, right? So just as as there are artists who have been performing for longer than I have, might have, you know, bigger accolades or whatever, longer resumes... Just as those people exist, the people that brought us all into the room together have been doing this for much longer and they know what they want and they know they they have the ability to see what they need to see Mm -hmm. in a small amount of time, like say in an audition or something. So, what I keep coming back to is when I do, when those feelings do, you know, when there's this like resurgence of, oh, what am I doing here? These people are so much better than me and blah, blah, blah. I tell myself, Mary, this director would not have you here if they didn't think you deserved to be here. So if you can't trust yourself right now, trust them, you know?
0: Wow. That is so profound. That is like the first time I've ever had someone, you know, introspect and, and really come to like this really beautiful thing. And I, and I agree. I mean, you're right. They do, these casting people, they have a myriad of experience and, Mm -hmm. That means that you know you're not you're not being cast on if they if you're not the correct fit and I think that's really beautiful. But for people listening who aren't in the acting world, I think it lends to kind of when you get a job, you wouldn't have gotten the job if they didn't think you were qualified. You wouldn't have got the raise or the promotion if you didn't deserve it. So I think that that's really sound advice, and I think it's pretty beautiful. And I'm so proud of you. Like I, when you sent me that you sent me the press release and I saw like my friend's name on the ledger. I was just like,
1: oh my gosh. Uh, and you were like the
0: first person that like was like mentioned in the line. And I was like,
1: oh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad so, my last
1: name starts with an E. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm really excited for you. And I think like, you know, I was, I was a little nervous at first with like this quarantine stuff. And when this all kind of hit, cause I was like, oh no, I hope, I hope she's good. And it's so good to know that you're being able to be creative in this space and this time and that the show will go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's been, it's truly been like a salve for my soul because I mean, you know, as, as creative beings to, to have everything um, kind of on pause that are, that that is your medium of creation. It's been, it's been really jarring and um, just it's, it's been a phase of just re navigating who I am and, and how I create and um, coming to the realization that, you know, creating in a, in a theater aspect doesn't have to mean being on a stage and being in front of people. Um, You know, it's definitely one of the reasons why I do it because there's nothing to me. I mean, it's, it's like magic to me to be on a stage and to be telling stories to people and knowing that they're connecting because they see something in their life that they connect with mm-hmm. through the truth that you are, are pulling from, you know? Um, it's just, uh, theater's. I think this gift and this magic of, of empathy and connecting complete strangers in the dark through empathy, but not having that physical aspect of it. Now I've been able to, really reevaluate myself as an artist and so I'm so glad you asked me these questions because that was something that I've been thinking about a lot you know like oh well yeah I'm I'm gonna be in a Broadway show (laughs) and I'm I'm trusting that that's that I belong in that room because of the people that brought me there and because of because I trust the work that I've been putting in as well over the past ten something years of this journey, like I've been working my butt off I don't know if I can curse on this podcast <laughs> um I've heard worse <laughs> but okay okay yeah um I, I you know I've been working my ass off and and re-navigating rejection, because that's another part of it, you know, mm-hmm. life as an artist is you have to learn how to navigate rejection. Um, and how, how does it fuel you? And how can you repurpose the feeling of rejection into medicine for something else? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I would say, I've always had this thought that Artists and actor, you know, artists and actors and 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 you know, musicians, they they have to bounce back relatively well from rejection. Otherwise, you don't make it in the industry. Um, but for my <laughs> yeah. you know plebeian listeners like myself, <laughs> um, I, I well, I guess you know, comedians would be lumped in there too. But um, I I take I take a job rejection, like I take interviewing for a job and not getting it, a lot harder than I took dating rejection.
1: So, mm-hmm. but I think,
0: but that's similar if you're casting, trying to cast for something and you don't get it because you weren't the right fit, like that's got to hurt too sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and it comes down to kind of what I was saying with um, uh, with imposter syndrome and realizing, okay, like the people that brought me here, they brought me here for a reason and they believe in me and thusly I should believe, in, you know, even more exactly. in myself and trust my work. In that same way, it's like with... Uh, rejection or with, you know, not getting a role, it's like, okay, there are so many other factors that are completely out of my control. And all I know is that if I compare or compare, prepare If I prepare myself to my fullest extent to like the depths of my artistic being, if I do the research, if I work really hard for any audition, any callback, and I leave the room knowing that I gave myself artistically fully in that moment, that always is sort of like a preemptive um, strike at if there is a rejection because it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, I put my best out there and I know that I worked my ass off in that moment. So if they couldn't see for whatever reason, like maybe I was, it it, it could sometimes come down to like the the person that they cast already opposite of me. There's a height discrepancy or we look like related and we're not supposed to, you know what I mean? Like there's so many other aspects that, that are so out of our control. And so it's like, at the end of the day, what can I control? And that's myself and how I come at the situation.
0: I love that. Yeah. So to my listeners, let's all take this advice that, you know, if you booked the interview, if you booked the gig, if you got the interview for casting or whatever that might be, and you give it your all, it it helps you walk away from it knowing you did your best. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out.
1: Exactly. And it does. I mean, it just, it sounds so simple. It really does. But it, the effects of it, I've, I've truly realized in, in my journey. Yeah,
0: and I and I and I really love that. Um, that's such a positive way to look at it. And I think I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna start doing that. Because there's been oh. times that I've walked away from like really, really high powered interviews and I knew I didn't get it. And mm. instead of that, I just would rather have walked away knowing I gave my all. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I think that's great advice. So in terms I mean we've we've touched on the imposter syndrome and I think the imposter syndrome um, and failure and su- success are so deeply ingrained and, and, and they're intertwined. Um, mm. So, what does success um, look like to you? And currently,
1: do you feel successful? Ah, yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I had always had this idea that that success to me, you know, like I, I, I don't know. I never remember having this like profound desire to be like huge and famous. Mm-hmm. For me, it was success to me means doing only what you love and being fulfilled by that in whatever capacity that means. Um, Mm -hmm. and in that aspect, I am successful. You know, I, I feel like I am, um, emotionally successful. I feel like I'm, I'm proud of myself, which Mm -hmm. is a success in it, in and of itself. Like to be able to say, I am so proud of myself. I am so proud of the work that I've put in that has paid off to ultimately achieve my biggest dream in life, which was to, to make it to Broadway someday, you know? Yeah. Um, but success, I feel, and you know, there's so many different facets of, of success and different ways that you look at it financially or, um, uh, you know, emotionally. And to me it just means being able to do what fuels me, mm-hmm. um, in my heart, in my soul, um, my, my creative self, um, and still be okay in life, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. And I, i what I'm finding through all of these really beautiful conversations I've been having with, you know, all walks of life is that everyone looks at success, success differently. Um, mm-hmm. but I love, I love yours because you are truly doing what you love for a living. I mean, like I knew when I met you in college, you know, we were, you know, 18 years old, but I knew, <laughs> I just knew that you had that special something. Thank and, you. But I, I agree with you. You've never been one to, you, if anything, you've been modest and humble.
1: Thank and, you.
0: And I think it's because you have such, you know, you're so close with your family, you have really beautiful values, um, mm. and you're, you've got incredible friendships with, you, you know, your friends from high school and college and Mm. and beyond. And I think that in a lot of ways, you know, I look at you and I see a very successful person that has the building blocks to weather the storm of any fame that comes her way.
1: Mm, yes. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. It's so beautiful to hear from from a friend. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I I just it's been such a joy to like watch you. I'm like, oh, then you booked that. Then you booked this. Like it's just been really I don't know. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it and I'm and I and I can't tell you how proud I am, but I knew in the dorms our freshman year that you just had that something.
1: Thank you so much. <sighs> <sighs> so good
0: yeah and so I love your answer there I think that's beautiful yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: so we've touched on this notion and I think you you've you've actually given me some beautiful answers some beautiful advice um some beautiful insight on the whole imposter syndrome situation but I love to get to know my guests in a different way where I love to talk about things that they love and things that they don't love. So what is one or a few things that you are fanatical about currently and why? My current example is that I am fanatical right now about getting mail. I'm just really enjoying receiving mail right now. It's my one joy. I walk to the mailbox. I feel like Steve from Blue's Clues. So I, live, I live on an easement, which means that I'm in an alleyway. So I have to walk physically up to the street to get my mail. And I literally sing the song in my head. I'm like, here's (laughs) the
1: Oh my god, I can't stop imagining you just. So (laughs) it's just my it's
0: my one joy right now. It's the one place I can go, the mailbox.
1: It makes me wanna wag my tail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh gosh, let's see. Joys, joys. Right now it's been um, I mean, I've been playing a ton of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, like, broken open in in um, multiple ways through multiple um, people and experiences um, <clears throat> to this, like, new creative side of myself. I, I really always struggled with um, writer's block, either on the music side of things or on the poetry side of things, where I would just, oh, God, I would have all of these intense whirling emotions that I, I wanted to capture and like put like little fireflies in a mason jar so that you know mm-hmm. I could look at them and other people could look at them and feel the same thing but then I had this immense crippling fear that whatever I created would not do justice to the emotions that I was feeling and so that would always mm. just like keep me from creating in general and so for example you know like I've I have a you know a work a body of of songs that Uh, most are unfinished. (laughs) Um, but I have, you know, like two or three songs that are complete and the songs that are, that the songs that aren't finished, um, even some of the ones that, that are done now have taken me upwards of six months to write because I'll have like a little spurt where I'm like, yeah, this feels really beautiful and this feels appropriate. And then I get scared to like force it. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I've been realizing, for me at least, a huge joy in this time, in this space, um, in re-navigating what life looks like, is that I've just been allowing myself to just like crank some shit out, you know, and like there's, it's not for anyone else other than myself, and I'm inspired by you know, like I've got, we'll call we'll call him my quarantine crush. I've got my quarantine crush that has been like <laughs> acting as this new sort of muse that I didn't know was a, like a locked part of me, and it's exciting to like, oh okay, and oh he's he just said this and that makes me feel this this and this, and I, I'm just gonna write those down. Like why? My my, what I realized was there's no reason I can't write down any thought I have, no matter how small it is, and that's mm-hmm. where I was tripping myself up before. Is like, oh, if I'm gonna write something, it has to be this beautiful, you know, organized thing. And now I'm like writing down any small thought I have, and it's just songs have been flowing out of me, and and like beautiful things have been flowing out of me. So that has been a huge joy for me. Um, another thing has been. Strangely enough, diving into research of American history Um, because you know we had our our two-week workshop for 1776, and we were meeting with um, historians via Zoom, uh, kind of just taking a deeper look at the Revolution and the writing of the Declaration of Independence, and these are things that I never. Paid attention to really when I was younger and learning them because I also went to like kindergarten through high school. I was in a private school, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, primarily white children, primarily white communities, Um, and so we learned the founding fathers were amazing, and they, you know, these incredible trailblazers that that changed our our world as we know it today. And to be able now, as a as a woman who has grown into realizing what it means to be a first generation El salvadorian Iranian artist um, diving into what that means now and and realizing the the awful horrific, disgusting truths of our founding fathers and the trickle down effects of where i am on that timeline and where my story fits into that. So now I have this like and I used to hate history because I just never felt invited to the table to learn about American mm-hmm. history. Um I didn't see how I fit into it, you know. Um but now I I'm you know like reading Howard Zinn and going into you know listening to to podcasts on history which I never would have done. I mean not even 2 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um So it's, it's been exciting to just like learn again in a new way and on my own terms.
0: Yeah. I love that. To go to your first point about being creative in quarantine and, 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 and having these projects, so to speak, that you're working on, working on, working on, put down or whatever, and something always gets in the way. It's been really beautiful that we all have had this time, this creative time, this creative recharge. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear, you know, like the new songs that you're doing and, and you know, whatever the creative muses that you're, you know, working on right now. I'm excited to see what you're working on. But for me, yeah. <clears throat> this podcast, I have wanted, I've mentioned this a few times now, um, but I, I, it, it, on my podcast, I've always wanted to be a podcast guest. Maybe I'm crazy, but I've always thought that I have a I'm 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 very loud as a person. I'm, I'm a very loud personality. I dress like Miss Frizzle. I I'm a child at heart. I mean, I have like three Disney tattoos at this point,
1: and um,
0: and I have always wanted to start a podcast. And it wasn't until recently that I figured out exactly what it needed to be about because. Mm. I've felt imposter syndrome my entire adult life, you know, probably my whole life. uh, Where, you know, I think it probably started in middle school or high school and then it just continued to carry on. And then I never knew the name for not feeling like you don't fit in. You know, I've Mm. never known like what that actually means. And Mm -hmm. um, so, anyway, when this finally snapped into place, I would felt like you where I was like oh what if people don't like it or whatever and I would have panic attacks before I would have these interviews. This was only a couple It's intense. Of weeks ago. It's so intense. Right. And it's cuz it, you know I'm putting my full full name on it. I'm this is going to come up when you google me like what if I say the wrong thing? What if no one likes it? What if whatever? So there's been a part of me that's been very afraid to share this beyond just my friends and my network. Mm. And there's a part of me that is still a little bit afraid to let it go. But then I'm like, you know what? This response is so positive that why would I be afraid? Because the worst thing someone's going to say is, oh, I didn't like it. Or I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, cis white male full of privilege and I didn't I don't
1: understand it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think that's so beautiful that you say that because it really comes down to the fact that, like, Okay. Once we are able, and I know it's so much easier said Mm. than done. Like I get it, but it's this idea that once we are able to break down the, the Mm. structure of creating for someone else, as opposed to creating for ourselves, um, Uh. it changes everything, you know? So, and I love what you said where you're like, I always wanted to, you know, be on a podcast or start a podcast and you did it yourself. Like, for yourself for your dreams for those things to happen like you went and and took control of that and this is beautiful and it's in the same way like I, I had this um connection to that thought when you were like I always wanted this so I did it I've always wanted a song written about me mm-hmm. as the like complete hopeless romantic like little oh. emo mary like I've always <laughs> I've always wanted, to like, you know, just a, oh, just a beautiful song written about me and just like being able to listen to it and be like, yeah, that's about me. And something that I've also been working on recently is like, okay, screw that. I don't need somebody else to do that. I can write a song about myself. Yeah, you can. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. I can write about myself. I can write for myself. I, I can share it with anyone, I can share it with no one, you know, like it's just so freeing. It's been such a freeing, creative experience to have all of this time.
0: Yeah. And I, and I love that. And I've said this so many times I've said it to the point where I've been blue in the face, but like, if you're not coming out of quarantine, a better person, a better version of yourself than when we went into it, you have all of this time, right? We all have all of this time, more than enough time to discover a new hobby or do something generous or kind or giving or be empathetic or reach out to your friends. I mean, whatever that might be, you know, reconnect with people, make new connections. Mm -hmm. There's so many things you can be doing in this time. For me, I was like, I'm just going to talk in a microphone and interview my friends and see what happens. And, 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 you know, no one died. No one, (laughs) no one, no one came and came and told me to stop and unplug my microphone. My husband's currently, uh, when this releases, he'll, he'll more than likely be gone again, but, um, oh but he's currently gone and, and he, he finally got cell service and he downloaded all the podcasts that had come out currently. And he was like, it's just so great. And I'm like, I'm, I'm no longer letting him be my only fan. I'm now listening <laughs> to my friends and realizing like, oh, like, I actually am pretty cool. <laughs> like I'm, yes. I'm I'm actually I'm actually a lot cooler than I give myself credit for and I have to just be okay with saying no. I'm unique and I'm going to own it.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. That brings me so much joy.
0: <laughs> yes. And this is
1: just fun because it's like what a fun way to be able to just like have a a wonderful stimulating conversation with a friend that I haven't seen in years. Yep. And that also might help other people, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that is true. Cause even when you were in Denver and I was in Denver, I mean, we had wildly different schedules. We just never could find mm-hmm. the time you were usually in rehearsal or you had a show
1: like, exactly, or you were
0: like in Idaho, <laughs> 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 and, like like with a traveling show that you were on. And so yeah. I would, so I, so I ne- we never got a chance to reconnect. We always meant to, and that's the cool thing right now in quarantine is all of these people that like oh yeah, we should hang out. We should hang out. I should come visit. I should come do this. I should do that. It's now like, well, what else are we doing? Let's, let's catch up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And when someone, okay. And then here's my, so we'll go into unpopular opinions next, but here's mine. My unpopular opinion during quarantine is you're not that busy. If you cannot make time for people
1: to catch Mm -hmm. up
0: and hop on that zoom chat, I do two happy hours a week. Thank you very much. I mean, like, if, you, if you're too busy to catch up, then, like, you're not going to come out of quarantine, right? And quite frankly, like, I'm not going to waste energy trying to get to, get to catch up then. Uh, I don't mean that yes. about you, but I mean, like... No, no, no. It's interesting. I
1: completely. Yeah, I, I resonate with that for sure. Um, let's see. Unpopular opinion. I was just talking about my... Um, with this, my best friend and I had the same realization, um, and I'm so grateful. I hate puzzles.
0: I love this so much because I've all of my friends doing a puzzle right now. And yes, I, I, I've I, seen
1: like, so many puzzles and I've I'm just seen, like, I, it's so
0: boring to me.
1: Oh my God. It like stresses me out just looking at other people's puzzles. I'm like, this gives me anxiety. Yes. Like to have some like constantly unfinished piece of just like thousands of
0: pieces. And how big is your apartment right now? Are you are like you're probably in a shoebox, I'm
1: assuming. Um my apartment I'm very, very, very blessed. Very um (laughs) my apartment is actually a very decent size. Oh Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fantastic. And my two other roommates, so I'm subletting. Um, and my two other roommates uh, went home to their families in their respective states. And uh, my best friend who is this incredible artist and scholar and performance artist and poet, and she's incredible, um, she's based in Berlin, came to the states like just right before all the shit kind of hit the fan. Um, and then my two roommates left, and now it's just my best friend and I. And Aww. we used to live together in Denver like five-ish years ago, and so it's like just a crazy universe thing that we're able to kind of, c- you know, come back to that in a way, yeah. but in a completely new. Like we're, of course, you know, like five years go by, you, you know, we're we're n- new women and and we're navigating a pandemic together. But I'm very very grateful because otherwise I would have been by myself. And I don't
0: yeah, I'm I, grateful I, I for that. that. I'm so grateful for that for you. And so, yes, um, the puzzle point, of course.
1: I hate um, the,
0: Well, yeah, but also, like, I, okay, so I used to live in a very small, tiny apartment. I used to live in 400 square feet in West City Park in Denver. Whoa. Uh, yeah, 450. And it was, a, it was an old medical building that was then converted into boutique apartments. But the bottom, the first floor was studios. Um, and it was kind of creepy as a building, but it was a really great apartment um, <laughs> before I met my husband. And I had, like... I had to like make my furniture, my makeshift, my first apartment on my own in my twenties furniture kind of work out. And Mm. I, the thought of like, where the fuck would I put a puzzle? (laughs) Like, (laughs) where would it, like, where would it go? And, and currently I don't have an office. I'm like, I'm currently sitting at my, uh, my my dining room table, so to speak. That's a beautiful Mm -hmm. wood table with wooden benches. And I have two chairs and, and my husband and I like, before quarantine happened we were very um averse because we're military so we'll be moving to hawaii next that we didn't we we own our house and we will rent it out but we didn't want to um purchase a whole lot of furniture that we didn't have to take with us and then we'd have to like worry about where it goes but with me being laid off and then this podcast thing being kind of something i'm really leaning into and also eventually i'll I'll probably the workforce is probably going to be mostly remote for a long time Mm-hmm. Um, we're now finishing out the office. So I just, this is my desk right now. And so we, I don't have a desk <laughs> in there. It's literally a catch all room. It gives me anxiety. I shut the door. Mm. I live in one third of my house
1: right now by myself. And I'm yeah. just like
0: the thought of like, where would I put a 1000
1: piece puzzle? Yeah. Like yeah. Where, would nothing, it go? where would it go? Nothing against any of the listeners who enjoy puzzles I just it gives me like a very deep anxiety and I don't understand
0: yeah yeah and I like feel like puzzles were what we would do and like before the internet with my family (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like we would do them like before like the holidays we'd be like well there's nothing to do it's new year's eve during the day let's do a puzzle (laughs)
1: let's do a puzzle so yes all of that to say power to the puzzle people I am I am proudly not a puzzle person. Yeah, you have say.
0: patience that we don't have. So yes. uh, we, we, <laughs> we appreciate you. You're keeping those puzzle companies, I don't even, are they like, uh, you're keeping them in business. I bet, you know, I bet the executives at the puzzle companies were like, oh no, like, no one's buying puzzles. <laughs> and then quarantine <laughs> happened. It was like, ooh, skyrocket.
1: Yes, all the puzzle artists are like, it's and the time. books,
0: and the books. The publishing mm. industry is doing well right now, puzzle industry is doing well right now and mm. all the delivery services are crushing it
1: yeah yeah i bet that uh, i have a friend who just said that he booked um, you know because the theater the future of theater is so uncertain you know especially mm-hmm. with uh, how, how are we gonna you know seat people in a crowded place together i mean movie theaters to live theater to you know anything like that um but i i foresee that, that the film and television industry will be a lot easier to regulate with that because you can have, you know, closed sets. You can Mm -hmm. have maybe only three people on set. You can have people being able to social distance. And on that note, I was uh, catching up with some friends the other day and they were like, yeah, we um, have been sending out auditions for like spokesperson things where it's like three people on set. It's the camera guy, the director and me. Just like wow. reading a spokesperson thing and it makes good money. So I'm interested to see how the entertainment industry mm-hmm. kind of reels back from this as well. Um, yeah. I know that that's probably a, a sidebar. I don't know what's, no, what's no, on the docket. That's, but.
0: that's super interesting and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that. So my... Uh, yeah, being close to LA, I'm I'm, I'm I'm very privy, know a lot of people that work in the entertainment industry. I've got a friend mm-hmm. that is the, uh, she is the fashion, the stylist for uh, the Goldbergs and uh, the other show spinoff. I'm so sorry, Meredith, in advance <laughs> for forgetting <laughs> the, the name Meredith. of the show. I do, I do, I'm forbade to watch it because my husband can't stand Barry's voice. So, <laughs> so, but I guess I just realized he's not here. I can watch it. So... <laughs> Um, but I got, and then I've got, you know, my friends that work for Disney and and some other things that like have had these weird furloughs, but it's going to be interesting to see. You're right, because they need to be, we're going to run out of stuff to stream. That's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I mean, I'm going to be incredibly interested in seeing how, how my friends in the industry are going to book and book and have gigs now, because it's going to be a very, uh, weird, Come back to it, but the closed set thing is important thing to mention, and, mm. and I think there's probably going to be a lot less communal meals. The, yeah. the regulations might change, they might be like bring your own Tupperware, <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah, exactly. So it'll
0: be interesting, yeah, I agree with you.
1: And it's, yeah, it's um, I, I read a thing today and I want to see if I can find it about just this idea of like it's so easy for me at least to when i think of the grand scheme of things and when i try and think into the future it's like okay i have all these these theories on what it might look like blah 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 mm-hmm. and then i have to have these moments where i'm like okay and i'm going to reel it right back to today mm-hmm. and tomorrow yep. because thinking about all of that is incredibly um oh here it is here it is yeah, yeah. okay so it's a tweet from I don't I don't know who this person is um, a, t- a tweet from Alexis Rockley um, and she says suddenly don't give a fu- about future based goals projects or dreams like you used to that's because your brain knows that being short sighted is a safer way to cope right now your plans creativity energy focus and motivation are on a yo-yo right now because your brain mm. believes you need to be extremely adaptive you will not be on this roller coaster for forever be patient with your brain sincerely a positive psychology certified coach and fellow human
0: wow that's that's really profound and it's really interesting and you're right like it's 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 hard for us to like look into the future because we don't know and mm-hmm. and so for me like so, right. You know, I'm doing like, I'm a, I'm a huge extrovert. I love people. And I've been Same. using Bumble BFF to like make friends, which is the friend portion of that dating app. Got um, it. And it's, it's fine. Um, but I'm having a hard time gelling with people that, you know, like their first question is like, well, what are you going to do in quarantine lists? And it's like, that's not Ugh. the right question <laughs> oh, to stop. ask. First of all, I have a DOD ban I can't go anywhere. That'll probably likely get extended, which is the Department of Defense. Oh, wow. I can't travel. I can't go anywhere. Um, yeah. And I mean, it is what it is, but it's like, it's hard for me to kind of like wrap my brain around, okay, what's the first thing you're going to do in quarantine lifts? Well, probably nothing because what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. and, and there's that thought or, or, oh, you know, like, you know, down the road or this or that. And it's like, I know what, I know what's in the future. My husband will deploy. But mm. I'm hoping that by that point, it's not under quarantine. And that's the only thing I can give myself as like a, hopefully I can go places. Hopefully I can
1: see exactly. My hopefully, exactly.
0: Hopefully I can travel by then. But I'm also not holding my breath because this is such a fluid thing. Like exactly. I don't. We, do, we don't know. And there's so much unknown that if we, as people, we, we think about it too much, it's going to stress us out. So for me, I just try to, like you do, take it one day at a time. I know today, One day at a time. today is, today is Monday, tomorrow's Tuesday, like, Thank you and I, you today's Monday, <laughs> right. And so I just have to like, kind of take it with a grain of salt and just hope that, you know, tomorrow's a better day.
1: Exactly. I keep thinking of it as, um, I keep calling it the, just this exhausting uh, pandemic pendulum, mm. um, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I, I know that the pendulum of emotion exists. I can see it. And when I'm on one side, I can see the other. And when I swing to the other side, I can look back and say, okay, I'll be there soon. <laughs> but it really is. It's like going through these extreme places of uncertainty, but then bringing it back to today. And, and at the end of the day, that's where I take my breath, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, I guess we've kind of touched on it, but what is currently making you happy and bringing you joy in the world?
1: Oh my gosh. Um pictures of puppies oh my god Leslie Jordan
0: <laughs> oh he's so good oh my god his Instagram right now is just it's the best
1: <laughs> Leslie Jordan has been bringing immense joy in this time yes, um, thank god uh, for him. Yes. Uh, I finished a book that had been I had been like touch and go with for a while and that I just forgot about it's been so long because I'd either been in rehearsals or doing plays and you know not really having the time to read and now that I do um this small but deep joy of finishing a book.
0: That's actually, you know what I mean? Yeah, this I like, get it. It's like an accomplishment.
1: Yes, this like little joy of accomplishment. Um, just little things like cleaning my room, making my bed every day and um, making music and being able to laugh with my, my best friend and every once in a while, you know, like, because we have our own lives and our own work and she's able to work remotely and we're on different sides of the apartment. But like, Every once in a while, we'll just have like a drunk little dance party in the living room, which is so spacious, and we haven't had any sound complaints, and so that has also been a a source of joy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's good. It's I'm glad that you have her, and you're not just there by yourself in an incredibly new city, a city that's completely shut down, a city that never sleeps. Yeah, yeah. And I and I I mean, have you gotten a chance to like get out and explore, or what are your restrictions currently?
1: Um, so it's pretty much a just stay at home um, unless you need groceries or something essential, you know, like if you need to, to get meds or something like that um everyone's required obviously everyone's required to wear masks when they're outside now it's at the point where you can't go into a grocery store if you don't have um mm-hmm. a face covering um and you know the lines outside of the grocery store is only letting in like 10 people mm-hmm. at a time depending on how how big it is I do if it's nice out um I am just about a 10 minute walk from the story park which is like right on the water um, and it's such a beautiful little escape, um, and people are are doing a pretty decent job at social distancing at the park. And so, I'll usually take a run down there if it's nice out and just, you know, get my skin in the fresh air.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And uh, we're we're pretty similar on restrictions here. Um, t- uh, if you, like you can go into a grocery store, but can only be a certain amount, and they're counting and. Uh, one in one out kind of system. Um, mm-hmm. and then this last weekend I did a BevMo, which is an alcohol store. Oh um, yeah. Just, and I, I, I actually ended up getting some cheese and meat from them too, because I was like, eh.
1: yes. into the car. like I'm not
0: going to go to the grocery store right now. Um, and the only way that you can get, go into the BevMo is to pick up your order and you have to order it online. And it was mm. so, it was surreal. It was just weird. Like it was just was hard to me. But you know, I appreciated that. And they were so nice and we had a great conversation at exactly. a great social distance. And they sanitized the cart and they helped me put it in my car at a safe distance. I mean, it was really great. So shout out yeah. to Benmo La Mesa, because you're awesome. Yes. Um, that's great. Yeah. And for us it's pretty yeah, so it's pretty similar um as well. And I think we're pretty much on trend with San Diego took a little longer. LA is probably the most similar to New York City right now in terms of how it shut yeah. down. Yeah. but LA took a, or San Diego was like, yeah, it's cool, man. We can just go to the beach. Beaches are shut down. Uh, parks in the County, like Balboa park, which is a huge park in San Diego. It, it's shut down. You can't even like, you can't walk in there. Right. I mean, it, the, a lot of it is to eliminate the transient and homeless population from camping, but, um, sure. it, it's just like, it's, it's been really tough because like my friends that live near there, you know, they, they choose to live near there because they have dogs and they can't, Walk their dogs on
1: the park mm. at the park, and so their dogs mm-hmm. are bored.
0: And um, and then I'm just outside of San Diego. I'm uh, I'm in East County, which is you know I, I guess like if you're if we're thinking in Denver terms, uh, it would be like Sloan's Lake, kind of oh, that kind of area. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and, and, and a, in, in in you know correspondence to downtown and that kind of stuff. And um, it's been pretty quiet. It's it's been you know, pretty interesting. I've definitely been seeing a lot of uh, weird stuff being here so much, but oh, I bet. I'm bet. i pretty grateful to own my own home at this point because I realized if we hadn't purchased, um, I would have been moving myself during this right now. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. The That's thought bad. of
0: that is like, well,
1: <laughs>
0: so stressful. I know.
1: No, thank you. Oh, well, good. <laughs> I'm glad that you yeah. are set up. When does, um, when does hubby get back? Or I guess we don't have to talk about that on the podcast. We can talk about that afterwards. I don't know.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, hopefully the end of the, this month. So, um, oh, okay. and it sounds like, it sounds like he'll be here, um, on the date he gave me, so it'll be good. And, oh, good. and then he, um, he won't have to leave until, uh, uh, after our birthdays, which, um, my birthday's in June and I'm going to be... <laughs>
1: yeah, Gemini! Gemini yes,
0: sisters. June 9th for me. And I, uh, and his is the 11th. And so I'm going to have a quarantine birthday. I'm pretty positive on that.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. If you have any sort of Zoom thing, I want to come.
0: Yes, I will. I think I, so I just celebrated my friend Sean's 42nd birthday on Zoom and it was so much fun because I live nearby them. They dropped off a cupcake. It made me cry. Oh, It was so sweet, and it was actually so much fun. We like, but we sang "Happy Birthday" really terribly, um, <laughs> and and he said that we were all fired. But then we we just we were just drinking and laughing and talking, and it was just so much fun. Like you wouldn't even think that that would actually be fun, but it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah,
0: Aww. yeah. Well, definitely. And if you have something for your birthday, I want to join it as well.
1: Yeah, I'll probably do something. I'm, I mean, we're Gemini's, like. <laughs>
0: Come on, we well, a- <laughs> that's why we're so like, in, like I need we're to so extroverted. Everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. I need to see everyone. I need a revolving door of people all day.
1: I need um, to see everyone.
0: So, I we're at the point of the podcast where we're wrapping up, and so I always ask my guests, "What would you like to promote?" Um, and so, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a couple things. Um, I think, well, no, I'm just going to promote one. The one thing that I have also been working on recently is um, I've been working with a collective of teaching artists because, you know, people that will do shows for children and um, we will teach them various skills. Essentially, the pitch is, it's called Adventure Theater Live. Mm. And uh, if you have kids... Um, this is an opportunity to, it's essentially think of it like a live blues clues or something where we will, um, meet up with kids and you get an invitation into the, the certain day of the show um, and you, we have created this land quote unquote called the Great Great Forest <clears throat> and children will come in and it's essentially a sketch show where there are different characters uh, that live in the Great Great Forest that one main character named Forester guides the kids through the Great Great Forest and then slowly one by one they'll, they'll meet some of the other characters in the land that we'll stick with the kids and, like, teach them something fun, like, Terry the turtle might teach them juggling, or, you know, Twig the hedgehog wants to take a nap, or, you know, and then we'll, like, have them get up and do, like, okay, well, if we have to go this way, we have to do slow motion, and I can see you, yeah, if you, you know, you're raising your hand, and we can interact with the kids, this is a terrible, terrible pitch, I was not, (laughs) I should have prepared this better, but essentially, it's called Adventure Theater Live, um, we just got a new Instagram, um, and it's just one word, adventure theater, theater with E-R, not R-E, adventure theater live, um, Yes. uh, Producing interactive, educational, and real-time theatrical experiences for kids with uh, weekly performances. We'll do shows every day or every Friday. Um, And then we've also, we're going to do birthday parties too. And it's just fun. It's just, it's also a way for a bunch of incredibly talented actors and creators and artists Mm -hmm. to um, interact and to to continue um, educating the youth with art and theater.
0: Great. And um, I will include that link in the description for people for th- For those that listen that have kiddos or anyone that knows kids, I think it's a great opportunity. I actually just went to the website and I will read all about it. Uh, Yes. I think that's awesome. And then also, I mean, I'm sure you would love to promote the fact that you're in the show, uh, (laughs) 1776, uh, which will be opening when? Next
1: year? Uh, The hope is that it will be able to stay in its Broadway slot in the spring of 2021. It'll be at the, uh, with the Roundabout Theater, the... Yes. 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 And (laughs) I
0: I have this concept that 2020 is trash. Let's throw it away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Let's all resume in 2021. Um, so yeah, and that's, and that's really exciting. And I will actually put the link uh, to the announcement in my description as well so that my listeners can listen and yeah. So we've come to the end, my beautiful friend. Um, is there any parting words you'd like to give any advice?
1: uh, I'm just, I'm just thankful. And just, you know, everyone's saying it, but just a day at a time, you know, Mm -hmm.
0: I agree with you. Well, it's been such a beautiful conversation. It's been so great catching up and I am so excited for your next chapter. Um, thank you so much for being on my podcast.
1: Yes. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Of course. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a little rating. And if you're interested in becoming a guest, please reach out to me by using one of the links to the podcast social media in the
1: description. Thanks everyone and have a great day.